On this week's episode, we will be looking back at the much-anticipated return of football last weekend in the Bundesliga, whilst giving our views on the Bundesliga season thus far and taking an in-depth look at the young prospects that are beginning to shine within the league. Yet again, we hope you enjoy and thank you again for listening to episode number five. Alright, great that football's back finally. Um, a lot of Bundesliga at the weekend. Took in a couple of games. What about yourself, Joe? Yeah, uh, it's seems to be a bit of an uplifting event seeing football back on TV screens, albeit without the fans in the stadium. But you know, we can't be can't be greedy at this point in time. I know, fantastic. I was just sitting. Um, it was like Christmas Day, waiting for the games to come on. I was just <laughs> watching everything. Um. <laughs> sort of lightly watching matches and then there was a couple of de- games I watched in great detail um, on Saturday afternoon I took in the Dortmund one and then I was yeah. really interested in the Bayern Munich one and, uh, on Sunday because they were playing against Union Berlin and I sort of heard that they were a big team back in the day um, but they hadn't been in Bundesliga for quite long I was quite impressed by their ground as well yeah, it was, it was interesting. A, it's a strange ground, yeah. obviously, with the, the three sides standing. It's not you don't see that much in in English football, but obviously in German they've still got a lot of standing standing areas in the stadium. So it's quite a quite a unique stadium. Yeah, it was interesting. Um, I think I was actually looking out for one of their games anyway before all the coronavirus thing happened, because I did want to see what that ground what would be like. Absolutely packed. Yeah. It'd be interesting maybe to see something like that in English football. You know, yeah, it's safe to yeah. do so. It's, it's strange, obviously, because that, that sort of stadium layout does create a better atmosphere, in, in my opinion. Because, you know, the the fans are a lot closer together and they can get more packed in. Yeah. But obviously, what's happened in England, we can't have that due to, obviously, safety reasons and stuff like that. But it does create such a unique atmosphere and I think that helps teams like... Union Berlin on uh, on in big games and I think it would have helped. Yeah, well, it's interesting. Would have helped him massively in the game against Bayern. Obviously, United are trying it next year, but it's safe standing, so yeah. maybe that'll be the start of something. Yeah, yeah especially, yeah, especially for teams like Berlin, Union Berlin in the game at the weekend against Bayern Munich. The fans would have been up for it, you know. First time that Bayern have been there in a long time. It just been a great occasion and would have spurred the team on because mm. looking back at how they've performed earlier in the season against teams like Dortmund and Mönchengladbach, the the fans have been it's it's a big cliche, but you know they've been their twelfth man and have pushed them on to get some good results against some good teams. So it may have helped them on on Sunday, but unfortunately, yeah, interesting. Have but uh, maybe first season momentum, so we don't yeah. really know how they'll do next season, but. Bit like a Sheffield United of the German league, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then their steam's been taken away from them. Um, same with Dortmund, really, because you know it's interesting to see their fans where they are when you watch a Dortmund match. Oh yeah, especially the L wall. But it's, yeah, it's such yeah. an iconic, iconic stand in world football, and to you know to see it empty, it's just a bit, it's a bit eerie, and it just doesn't have the same impact when you're watching the game, but. I think we can't we can't be too greedy. We've just got to accept that football's back now. Uh, we've got to appreciate it for what it is. But you've got you've got to admit, it's quite funny looking at the bench and seeing 
the the subs two meters apart. Oh, that was weird. Especially weird. on the Dortmund game, you know, he was going all the way down the touchline. It's and then two minutes later, they're running onto the pitch to have a have a bit of a tussle with each other. But it's weird. It's like getting the robots. It, but, it um, was quite funny. I to be honest with you, that Dortmund team don't really need their fans at the minute. They're fantastic. Oh, they're unbelievable. Bit of a slow start to the game, but... Yeah, I noticed that with all the games, to be fair, but you, it's like you expect it, don't you, really? Because you've had such a long time off, it just takes a few minutes to get back up to match pace. No one's just going to come firing all guns blazing at the start. and You expect a bit of, bit of lethargic play and a bit of rustiness at the start mm. but I feel after a few 25 minutes or half an hour of every game they started picking up the rhythm again and then really started getting into this, this steam of things so you know it's, it's not too bad that's it since they knew it was a competitive gear I suppose yeah. it just sort of set in the gear a bit quicker um, but yeah there was a few players that I hadn't actually got the chance really to watch before because yeah. they'd obviously be watching other football instead of Bundesliga but the likes of Thorgan Hazard and Paulo Guerrero like I haven't seen them play before I thought mm. they were classy like they were good uh, uh, yeah. as well as uh, Hakimi and Julian Brandt I thought both yeah. had good, good games as well Julian yeah. Brandt just seems to be growing each season and who knows where it will be I think he could potentially be the next big thing regarding the German team that they sort of build around and like they always do with yeah. great players it's almost like a bit of a like sort of De Bruyne-esque kind of well he's yeah. sort of growing into that anyway obviously not quite just as good yet but there's like yeah. a, there's a good, few good goals in that game as well oh, Holland's yeah. um, finish was fantastic oh he's he's something else he's out of this world and he's only still developing as a player he's got obviously yeah. 10 goals in 9 Bundesliga games it's just you can't ignore the talent that's there and the finishing that he's got is just lethal. He's deadly, absolutely mm. deadly. And he's got the, the electric pace. He's got everything to his game at the moment. And it's whether he can maintain this level and grow. So, you know, it's going to be exciting to see where he oh, turns yeah, out to be in a few years. I'd say he's a bit like six foot five. He's rapid, he's strong, and he can fairly hit the ball. So It'd be yeah, interesting to see if, if he was to come up in the Premier League to see him up against, obviously centre-backs like Van Dijk and Harry Maguire to see what he, he would do to them see whether they would be a match-up to him or whether <laughs> he would run them silly <laughs> you'd beat Maguire for speed but <laughs> oh, I'm not, I'm but, not uh, too sure I'm not too sure well no but I think Van Dijk would um, maybe match him be a bit of a 50-50 yeah maybe so yeah but then Van Dijk sort of done a good job on Messi last year yeah and what can you do after that? But it's exactly. disappointing not to see, not to get the opportunity to see Sancho as well. Yeah, he it, came, it, it, it came on for a few minutes at the end, but you know, yeah, it didn't really have enough, see Yeah, it didn't have enough time to sort of come into a game, especially when the game was already done and dusted. Four nil. He came on, didn't have a lot to do. No players. Well, a lot of the Schalke players looked a bit dejected by that point, and you know, he couldn't really do much. But going back to. Guerrero's goal was a, I thought it was a superb goal where everyone thought he was going to take it on his right foot but uh, he was the outside of his nah, left and bent it round the keeper so you can see that even though they've been away for a long time the, you don't lose the, the quality in the final no. third like like Dortmund no, half that was, it was a classy finish it was a classy but finish then, and I think 
that team is if they can keep that team together, which is obviously the hardest thing to do when you've got a lot of young players uh, who attract attention from around the world. I think they're just gonna just be a force to be reckoned with over the next few yeah, years. Yeah, but then they keep trying. They keep seem, seem to just constantly, you know, find young players to bring in and just reinvent it. You know, mm. because they, they lost Pulisic last year, and they obviously yeah. had a and big Dembele part in developing well, yeah, him a few years ago. Yeah. And then now they've got Reyna, another American guy. Um, yeah. Who seems to be quite promising. He's only sixteen. He's only now seventeen now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's quite promising. So it is interesting what Dortmund do. Just, yeah, as well. I think they need to sort of bridge that gap between Bayern and themselves regarding stature and players wanting to play for them because it's just been ridiculous how many players have made the switch from Dortmund to Bayern mm. if they can yeah. if they can make themselves a team at the same level of attractiveness as Bayern Munich for a player I think they've got chances to dominate the league and push further in the Champions League each year so it's just about that mm, surely there's bound to be a lot of factors um, yeah. probably money being one but oh, then yeah, I think if they if they see that they can get away with buying players um young players developing them and sort of building up that image of themselves and selling them on and getting more money then I suppose it is um, a good plan they are in the Champions League every year oh yeah and definitely. they do come close to winning the league like they're not a million miles away oh they yeah especially, it, especially this season first well. to fourth place there's only seven points in it yeah it's, so. it's, it's not like other years where Bayern have sort of stormed the league it's, it's still a chance for four teams to win the league at this point but yeah, so yeah, it's, it's, it's exciting league. And you can't see Bayern slipping up too much. Um, yeah, it's, it's a bit inconsistent from them. Apart apart from recently, they've hit a bit of form under the new manager. But, you know, anything can happen in football, can't it? So, who knows? Yeah, the Bayern game was interesting as well. Um, Lewandowski, just class as usual. Brilliant. Oh, and it was quite weird. I never knew... David Alaba had switched from left back to centre back as well. It was yeah, another th- interesting thing to see. Yeah, the thing was is, weird, you know. The thing is with the Bayern Munich team is that this, they've got so many versatile players that can switch positions yeah. so easily. They've obviously got Alaba who can switch and Joshua Kimmich who can play right back, he can play centre mid. He's just they've got so many so many players that can switch so easily and that, that just helps them dominate so much because, you know, if a player gets injured they've got a player who can fill his position, a player who is capable of filling his position. It's just they've got squad depth, which is out of this world. And you look at every player that they've got, and they're in every position, they're so strong in every position and so mm. dominant in every position. And they've just got that ability to recruit players who are at the top of the game, which is obviously the dream to have when you're, you're a football team and a football club. Yeah, they also, in a way, they also have you know, do the same as Dortmund quite a bit because if you look at the likes of Canabry, um Yeah. Yeah. You know, he left Arsenal and who was who did he go to in the Bundesliga before? Was it uh Wolfs was it Wolfsburg? Wolfsburg? Yeah. Yeah, I think it was Wolfsburg and then he's obviously then made the step up to Bayern Munich, you know, he's not coming from a Champions League club. So. Yeah. I think and now he's probably regarded as a world class player and he's got a solid place in the Germany team. Yeah, that uh what impressed me massively with the, the Bayern Munich team in that game was that left-hand side where 
the link up between Alfonso Davis and Serge Gnabry. It yeah. was just the pace, the electric yeah. pace. Both Davis is just another one. Exactly, young Canadian player. Um, fantastic performance against Chelsea, obviously before yeah. uh, the break in play in the Champions League. But I think them two linking up with the pace and the, the quality that they've got on that left hand side, albeit it was against a obviously not a brilliant not no disrespect to Union Berlin, but you know, it wasn't the best team in the league, but they were just tearing things apart on that left hand side and it was yeah. exciting to see, I'm guessing, for Bayern Munich fans and it's exciting to just watch as a neutral watching the game. I think it might have been slightly different with the fans so maybe yeah, but then definitely. you can't really say that about Bayern Munich because yeah, they're just they're they're just a, they're 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 machine. Environments, but yeah, yeah, they're a machine. That, that, they're more. And they're just too good. Um, and then they're still a bit on experience as well. They've got the likes of Thomas Müller, who's been there for ages. Neuer, who just hasn't got any worse. Yeah, oh, um, yeah. Just, he has just a bit of a blip, players. but I think he's back to his back to his best at the moment. And then you just look at. I think we we have to talk about Robert Lewandowski. I think twenty six yeah, goals this pretty. season, forty goals in all competitions. It's just it's. He's, he has to be up there with the best I think he's underrated. Best striker in the world I, I think it, the thing that strikes me the most is why he hasn't you never hear him being linked with say Man no, United or no. Liverpool or which whether he's, he's got a monstrous wage that no one can afford or he just really doesn't want to leave Bayern Munich you never hear him being maybe linked he to just the, uh, makes it clear teams. and commits himself to Bayern Munich you wouldn't yeah, know. Um, yeah yeah but exactly but he's, he's fantastic Oh, he's finishing. He's un- he's unbelievable, and the the composure we had with that penalty to yeah. to just just pass it into the net. It was just with unbelievable. No, oh, yeah, like Jorginho, he's unbelievable player. Yeah, Bernard takes confidence, definitely. But um, if he had uh, sort of capacity twenty two thousand uh, Union Berlin fans on the terrace, yeah. said no, maybe he would have done that. Same players doing the Penanke and World Cup finals. So. Oh yeah. Yeah, crazy. Um, the league table sort of took a bit of a turn. Yeah, definitely. Because um, obviously Mönchengladbach overtook Leipzig because Leipzig got a draw. Yeah. And Leipzig have been pretty like pretty impressive in the Champions League as well. Yeah, they've, they've, they've had a good they've game against good Spurs. Well. They've been, and they've got a few players that have been linked to um, Premier League clubs like Werner and... Uh, Centre back, Uba. Umpatio, Umpatio. I'll let you try to pronounce that. Yeah. So, yeah. And then you look, you look as well with the top four. The top four is being contested so so fiercely. And then Leverkusen got a good win against Werder Bremen, which brings them within one point of Leipzig. So, it just just look at that table one game after the break and it's open. being throw, thrown wide open again. And completely open say, thing is they're just going to have to beat each other to get a bit of a key in on yeah definitely I think there's a good good game Is it? I think it's this week Dortmund against Bayern Munich which should be an unbelievable game to see the two sides come up against each other very interesting um, saying that maybe Dortmund will be even stronger this time they'll have Sancho back yeah it's yeah. whether, whether he's got back to full fitness and It'll be interesting to see Holland's sort of attitude against Bayern Munich because I've seen when he was the game at the weekend. Um, I've seen he threw an elbow into one of the Schalke defenders. Yeah. Um, on a corner, it was just it was quite funny and interesting. 
I like to see as the confidence to be that aggressive against Bayern Munich. Like Xavi Martinez or something. No, Jerome Boateng. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's it'll be a, it'll be a good game, I reckon, that because you look at Dortmund when they play now and the same as Bayern Munich, they like to express and dominate games. So it'll be interesting to see whether Dortmund go into that game with the same sort of plan or they go in with a more reserved plan and try catch Dortmund yeah. on the break or something like that. Interesting, it's a game. It's a game neither of them want to lose. So, oh yeah, the, exactly. So it could, it could turn afford, into it. yeah, it could turn into the City Liverpool game that happened this season where they both teams yeah. went in not wanting to lose, which kind of spoils a spectacle in a way. But you can't blame both teams for going in with that mentality, really. So it's crazy in the bottom end of the table. Paderborn, I don't know yeah. much about them, but I know they're no, they sort of a small team. They've only been in the Bundesliga for a few years. Yeah. The nil nil yeah, draw against small Fortuna. It was yeah, and then Ferdinand Bremer. Um, bit of a drab result that between the bottom team. Found out the weekend of Ferdinand Bremen are the longest, you know, team in the top flight. So yeah, which is a bit crazy that they're in the at the bottom. I know it is. It is strange seeing them down there because even when you you think of German Bundesliga, you think of your Bayern, your your Dortmunds, your Schalkers, and then Werder Bremen's that far behind when you think about it. So. It's a bit. See, it's sort of a similar situation to when Hamburg went down a few years ago. It's just, it's one of them things. It's sort of the two big yeah. to go down. But Cologne were clearly um, not. <laughs> in the league below last season as well. They're yeah, promoted and they're doing quite well. Tenth. Yeah, it's it's a strange, yeah. strange situation. But you that know, was crazy. It, just, that... it proves that no team's too big to go down. You know, it's anyone can go down if you don't play well, and they're the consequences you've got to face. That's it, just sort of bad management and bad recruitment can lead to that. Oh yeah, and I think watching yeah. the game against Leverkusen, they just weren't, the, the quality wasn't there, it was just very sloppy. And it's then... weird, they got the equaliser, and then it seemed like they were going to build a bit of confidence, and yeah. then when you just crumble, when you just crumble like that, you know, after oh, getting the equaliser. It was a proper, proper crumbling performance, that, and as I say, with other teams, it took them 20-30 minutes to lose the sloppy passes, and get into the swing of things but it seemed that Bremen were for 90 minutes throwing in sloppy passes and not since finding it's almost like a Since it's almost like a new season as well like if Bremen did come back and end up getting a draw or even losing yeah. it 2-1 and having a bit of an inspiring performance yeah. they could have um, you know got a lot, lot out of that but since they're just starting off the so-called you know new season it's just not going to help in fact it's probably going to make things worse you're just going to think the same thing's happening again yeah I did like um, Steve McManaman commentating on the uh, Dortmund game talking about forms about how teams are coming in with form but I mean don't really matter does it about forms when you've had two months off from the game like you say it's a brand new season so form is completely out the window you've got it gives teams like Bremen and team down the bottom chance to restart and maybe get a bit of momentum coming into the final few games of the season so it's like a second birth for them yeah it's interesting Cologne as well they're a team with big expectation yeah I watched a bit of their game at the weekend um, it was interesting the commentator was talking about the amount of expectation at that club mm. you know they sacked their manager early on this season the manager that got them promoted from Bundesliga 2 yeah 
you know, and they weren't doing that bad. Um, but now they're sort of they're away up the table, tenth. You know, I never realised how big a club they actually were in Germany. Oh yeah, and I, think I was doing a bit a, of a quit. Yeah, that could be like a bit of a downfall for a team as well. The high expectations because it's it's hard to compete with the teams like Bayern Munich and obviously teams up there at the top. So to have that expectation on your players every week who aren't gonna potentially perform sort of well, it can it can bring the club down. Obviously that was seen when they got relegated. But mm. you know, at the same thing, it's like it's like a Leeds sort of scenario. Uh, if you relate it to an England thing, they've got such high expectations, but just never really reach them expectations. But yeah, it's it's good to see them back in the Bundesliga, uh, performing relatively well as well. Yeah, I was actually doing a bit of a quiz on uh, Saturday night and found out that their mascot um, is a live goat every match. <laughs> and, uh, have to bring it out in the pitch. Um, but they weren't they weren't allowed to do that for some reason. I don't know if goats can get coronavirus or. But sure. Uh, that's yeah, why the only drew. What is it? That's why the only drew. That didn't have the goat. <laughs> I was looking out for it. Um, but I think in general the Bundesliga. Haven't probably not paid much attention to it in the past few years, but now sort of, in a way, being forced to because the only football. Um, yeah. There's like there's a lot of it's almost like a bit of a. It sounds a bit condescending, but it's like a bit of a development league in a way that a lot of mm. young players, you know, are in that league getting a chance. And, yeah. And then they're probably, they're all they're always constantly being linked. They move to Spain or to England. Yeah, which is a bit mad because if you're playing for a club like Dortmund or Bayern and you're playing Champions League every season and you have a chance to win the Bundesliga, like Bayern and Dortmund are two massive clubs. Yeah, and they're, they get. It's not like they're just playing in the Champions. They they get deep into yeah. the competi- competition as well. I think Bayern Munich just constantly reach the semi final a lot uh, most years, and it's just they've got such good quality in the team. It's just baffling to see how that league hasn't sort of bridged the gap. From a development league into a, obviously a top league like the Premier League. Do you think it is because Dortmund and Bayern are too dominant? Um, um, uh, I'm not. I don't know because they're not that dominant this year. Which is I don't know whether it's like the Premier League yeah. this year. Well, obviously, if you take Liverpool out the, the thing, equation, that's starting to happen for the Premier League. It's yeah, it's it, yeah, it's changes. not. Well, if you look at the Premier League and take Liverpool out of it. Um, the rest of the teams have sort of been less consistent and maybe that I think that's what's happened in the Bundesliga this year is that teams are just becoming less consistent mm. which for 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 the from the spectators point of view it's it's creating a bit of a better spectacle but I don't know the but you, you do see the quality gap between Bayern and other teams when you do watch them on the pitch uh, but I don't know you do look at them them two teams as the top two teams in the league and you look at Leipzig who have Got a meteoric rise and are bridging the gap, but I don't know. I think them two will be the t- two teams for the foreseeable future, which dominate the league. Probably, mm. yeah, probably. Well, the thing is, Barnes sign a lot of players from other Bundesliga clubs and yeah. Dortmund as well, so that sort of has a bit of a knock-on effect. And I think they are worldwide clubs; they do have fans worldwide, so they're going to get a lot more income. Um, yeah, definitely. And they have more money to spend on players, so I think that might be something to do with the dominance. Because I mean, the other teams still have the equal opportunity of Champions League football, yeah, on equal sort of playing level. But it's 
it's like the Premier League, isn't it? You know, you have players that still, you have teams that just bring in a lot more money, regardless of when they're, whether they're in the Champions League or not. Yeah, you know, United, yeah, yeah. United being an example, <laughs> they're still yeah. going to bring in a lot of money. Yeah. Um, it's just the, if it, I think as well with the league as a whole, if you compare it to the Premier League. The Premier League is just such a globally watched league. Like, if you went to any country in the world, they'd probably watch a Premier League game every week. And whereas the Bundesliga, even people in England, you don't really sit down and watch a Bundesliga game. No. It's just not as widely watched and consumed as the Premier League, which is always always going to be its downfall. But I'm sure in time they can build on that and learn from what the Premier League's done to sort of build the fan base and create more revenue for the league and the clubs within it. With all the young players in um, the Bundesliga, obviously a lot of them are just constantly linked to Premier League clubs. Um, yeah. Obviously, we'll focus on one at the minute, Sancho, who's yeah. probably had the most speculation. Um, do you think Sancho should move, or should he give it another while at Dortmund? Um, it's a tough one because it's like nobody knows what's going to happen to his career. Regarding his performances, but if he stays another year, it might he might have missed the boat. If, if he leaves this year, he might have chosen too soon. But uh, personally, I think if he can, he should hold on for another season at Dortmund. Really, um, really hard to know. Really, yeah, hard to just know. because I think he's guaranteed game time there. He'll, if he can maintain another season like he's done this year he's sort of proved that he can perform at the highest level for a sustained period of time uh, whereas he had a good season last year and an exceptional season this year um, I just don't know whether he's ready for the pressures of like a Man United move or a, a Chelsea move you know because everybody will be will be watching him every game to Liverpool, wait for him to make a mistake I think obviously you can't you can't look past Liverpool but Personally, for Sancho to move to Liverpool, I don't think it'll be the best move for him, potentially, because you look at the talent that they've got now, would he slot straight into the team? Maybe not. It's the same with Werner, I think. No, He's been linked sure. a lot. He's Quite been linked rotation. a lot as well. Um, and I don't think Werner would want... Well, obviously, he would want to go to Liverpool, but does he want to play second string to Firmino and Mane and Salah and be like a rotation player coming in? Thing is, Klopp might have a level of understanding. You now, coming from Dortmund, yeah, he might have communication back there still about Sancho, what type of player he is, what he needs. Yeah, you know, so it might actually be a good move if you think about it that way. Whereas if he went somewhere completely alien to him, mm. you know, like Spurs or Chelsea or United, then he might find it harder. But then saying that he did move from England to Bundesliga at the age of seven, seventeen, that takes quite a lot. Yeah, oh, so yeah. he's already proved he can do that. Oh yeah, definitely, and he's he's proved how good he is as a player. He's just unbelievable to what unbelievable to watch. Uh, you know, fourteen assists and uh, fifteen assists and fourteen goals this season. It's just unbelievable for a yeah, man at such a young so age. Holland, could you see oh. him getting a move? Um, well, obviously there was the big saga about him before he moved to Dortmund about would he go to Man United and then there was rumours about mm. Ollie flying out to see him and him turning him down but I think moving to Dortmund was an unbelievable decision from him personally because it gave him that that bit of a step I don't know it might have been forced I don't know but 
That's I think kind of worked gave, out well for him. Yeah, it gave him that step up without jumping too high because he got his Champions League football. Yeah. He got obviously to play in the Bundesliga against some great players. Um, but it's it's a it's a matter of time before he gets he gets taken to another club. I think you you look at clubs like Real Madrid who players just can't turn down if you get offered a place there. I think they'll no. they'll be they'll be hot on his hot on his tail soon. The likes um, of Real Madrid, he'd probably suit their style of play as well. I don't think he'd suit Barcelona yeah. at all. No, I don't. I, don't I can't. I can't see him at Bar. I can't see him at Barca. Um, It'd be an I'm, ideal replacement for Benzema. Yeah, that's what, yeah, yeah, I think definitely. he's 33, 34. And then, we talk about Lewandowski, and there's another player that I think has been quite underrated uh, over time, but I'm sure that's a conversation for another time. But uh, mm. yeah, I can see him fitting into a sort of a Real Madrid sort of setup, and then there's obviously a be Chelsea, pre- maybe. But, uh, yeah, there'll be Premier League teams falling what, at his feet. Yeah, I don't know if Chelsea don't, like, don't get Champions League football, then it's an unlikely. But I think he should give another year at Dortmund. 100%. Oh yeah, especially with all this 100%. going on. Um, Sancho's proved himself more yeah. at the moment because he's done it for a couple of seasons. Yeah, you do look at um, Haaland. He only is that he only has been there since January. I think everyone seems to yeah. start forgetting that already. He's he's only been there a short term of time, so he could be he could be living off momentum from the Salzburg days, but. When you do watch him, he's undeniable that he's got such high levels of class and his finishing ability is unbelievable and his pace, it's just, you can't ignore it as a, Phenomenal, as a team. Really. Oh yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. He's almost like, he reminds me of the sort of, well obviously Ronaldo started off as a winger and now yeah. he's sort of adopted and a bit of a striker because he's had to change his game as he gets older. Yeah. Holland's kind of a bit of, a bit of that kind of mould. Ronaldo was a striker. You know, he's got a speed, he's got height, he's good in the air. Yeah. So he can hit a shot really hard. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. That's, that's, so. What he's, that's, the kind of th- that's the kind of player he is. Um, Havertz. I haven't seen much of Havertz myself, but he's just constantly been linked um, with Premier yeah. League moves for the last few years. I know he's yeah. got eight goals and five assists this season, which is decent coming from midfield, considering the season isn't over. Yeah, I watched him. Games left. Yeah, I watched him in the game this week, and he was yeah, he was, he, was, he performed well. I think he did put in a very mature mature performance, you know, for such a a young player and sort of dictated play and sort of had a had a hand in everything. And I think he's a promising one that Premier League clubs again will be will be looking at. He's uh, obviously been linked to Liverpool and. I'm sure there's other teams that are keeping a, a close eye on him. So I think it'll be a matter of time before he finds his way to the Premier League at some point. Yeah, but then again, I just don't think he's getting the same sort of publicity at the likes of Holland has. I think it's your mid sometimes. I think that'll, I think that'll six, help him. Six foot five, and he's quick. Yeah, I think I think that'll help Habit so sort of because he can sort of stay under the radar a bit, even though he's putting in unbelievable performances. He can stay under the radar, get the move. And then when he does get the move, there won't be as much spotlight on him waiting for him to make mm. a mistake. Whereas players like Sancho and Haaland, if they do come to the Premier League, the media will be straight on their backs waiting for them to make a mistake and sort of ready to tear them down from the pedestal. Or Baron could just snap him up like the way they do with most uh, Bundesliga yeah, players. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, to be fair, I can see Havertz going to, to Bayern yeah. if, if I'm being honest. To be honest like, with you at the minute, that's probably more likely. 
Yeah, it looks like he would fit, Especially fit with, nice into... We don't know how um, the transfer market's going to be affected with the coronavirus. Yeah, oh, yeah. Players might not want to take the risk of moving to a different country after and this. And club, club, some clubs obviously won't be able to afford, some clubs will need to sell to stay afloat. I think it'll be a very... It'll be a strange uh, transfer market with big clubs dominating by stealing a lot of players from a lot of smaller clubs mm. like maybe Havertz at Leverkusen and if if Man United can offer silly amounts of money for Sancho I think Dortmund will not be will just won't be able to turn it down because it'll be a much needed revenue in, in uh, revenue stream coming into the club no which... it'll be a bit different for Sancho as well because he's moving back home yeah definitely that might be a bit whereas, of a comfort blanket after all this yeah whereas look at other, other players like Werner and Havertz who obviously are German and will be moving out of the German game for the first time so it'll be harder for them I think during all this sort of crazy times to make that move at the moment Right, just to finish it up what's your predictions for Dortmund and Bayern this Tuesday night it is Um, Is it at Bayern? Tuesday night it is at Dortmund at Dortmund, right? Uh, not that it makes a diff- much difference anymore. Um, I think that Bayern will snatch it two one. Two one. Two one, and I think Dortmund will take the lead early on, um, and then Bayern will just grow into the game. Get a, get an equaliser before half time and then just dominate the second half. I think personally, I think that's how it's gonna go. What about you? I think Dortmund have a few sort of glimpses of quality in the squad where if if you give them the opportunity to, they'll definitely take advantage. But I think Bayern are probably more adaptable. I think they have yeah. the players that could probably adapt to any situation, and obviously without the home advantage really for Dortmund because there's no fans. I think Bayern might just... I think they'll dictate the pace, pace of the game. Yeah. You know, when I watched Dortmund against Schalke at the weekend, they didn't exactly um, keep possession. Sort of like a bit of a counter-attacking team. Yeah. Not against weaker um, opposition. But I feel like the pace that um, Bayern have at the back with the likes of Alba at centre-back, um, Davies left-back, Kimmich mm. um, right-back, that pace is just... We could probably match Alexis Sancho or Holland if they were counter attacked. Um, yeah. So, considering that they're both going for the title, um, I think I might go for a one each. No, each one each. Yeah. I just think I, I don't know. Iron will just go all guns blazing. They might just want to play it safe. Anyway, it was brilliant talking about the Bundesliga. At least we'll have something to talk about now that is actually happening in football. I know, it's good It's good watching live games of football and to stop watching reruns of Premier League years. Yeah. Premier League years, I've watched far too many of them, so it's nice to get some fresh football That's on it. the scene and, you know, some good football in, in spells and yep. hopefully it won't be too long before we see the Premier League back in other leagues at, around the world. That's it. Right. See you next week. See you next week. Thank you for listening and goodbye.